Hi, Explorers. Thanks for listening to Kids Who Explore Parent Edition. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. Have you been on the lookout for a proper sleeping bag for your toddler? Something that will actually fit their small bodies, keep them warm, and they won't slip out of in the middle of the night? Our outdoor market is flooded with great outdoor sleeping gear for adults and older children. And now, today's sponsor, Morrison Outdoors, has finally introduced a product that is specifically designed for infants and toddlers. Their award-winning sleeping bags start at size six months and go all the way up to four years. They're easy to pack and stuff into a small stuff sack and safe to use. We used to bring an extra sleeping bag and keep our children on layers upon layers of bunting suits to keep them warm sleeping in the backcountry. But now, my three-year-old daughter has her own sleeping bag the downfilled little MO that packs so small she can carry it in her own pack and she loves it. It's engineered for max warmth and minimal weight. And boy, have we tested that on our camping adventures this summer. Get yours today at www.morrisonoutdoors.com. Hey everyone, I'm Cindy Dowsett, mama to six-year-old son Jackson and three-year-old daughter Naya. Hi, I'm Lauren Ruddock Everly, mama to baby girl, one and a half-year-old Collins. We're excited to be your host today. I admit, I don't like going downhill fast. So that pretty much takes skiing and snowboarding out of the question for me. I've tried it. I don't necessarily need to do it again, (laughs) but I love a solid cross-country ski or a snowshoe or a winter hike, or just getting outside and enjoying the winter. Luckily today we have Cindy with us who says winter is her favorite season. And she's had the experience of getting a family of four ready for many skiing adventures. So if I ever decide to head downhill fast again, Cindy will take the getting ready stress off of my plate for me. All right, Cindy, what is your history with winter sports? Tell me all the things. Were you always into it? When did you get your kids into it? Well, growing up here in Canada, Obviously, I haven't had a choice. We have winter here. It's winter season. And we've always been a family growing up who was outside. So I spent a ton, ton of time outside in the forest, building winter forts, digging igloos. Um, We'd be building snowmen, making snow angels. And when I was younger, we, uh, we we used to ski as well. So I started when I was two. And um, unfortunately, my dad wasn't into it. So it was something that we didn't do a ton of when we were kids because my mom wasn't going to take us on our own and do it. And then, you know, we do do it in school, like in elementary and uh, in high school, we would go. And it was probably when I was 16 that I really started getting into it myself. And it became something that I wanted to do outside of my family time. And I, I picked up snowboarding. Right. I say skiing family, but you love snowboarding more. Is that right? Up until recently, uh, last year, I decided to learn to ski because my son, daughter and husband all ski. So I figured, well, if they're going to be doing it, maybe I should too. And I don't know what the future looks like. Like what happens if, well, snowboarding is still a fairly new sport. And so there's, you don't see a lot of seniors doing it. I mean, I definitely know some and they rock, but like, I don't know what I'm going to be like when I'm older, if I have like a knee or a hip replacement or something, like, am I going to be able to strap myself to a snowboard? Like this is stuff I want to be able to do with my grandchildren one day. Right. But is it super different? This is my ignorance. If you're snowboarding, is it really hard to be with someone who's skiing? Yes. Because what happens is I can't see all the way around behind me. So when I'm carving down the hill, if my son is coming up behind me and he doesn't holler, like coming up on your left, then I might not see him right away. And that just made me really nervous. And then also because I do take my children to the ski hill a lot of times by myself, I couldn't go beyond the bunny hill with my kids because 
I wasn't able to support them on the mountain going on the chairlift because on my snowboard, it just was too awkward for me to get them on and off the chair. And then um, when they, we had their straps around their boots, training, like teaching them how to, how to turn on the hill, that was just something that I couldn't do, that I felt I, maybe other people could, but personally, I thought I wasn't comfortable doing um, sideways on a snowboard, trying to teach them on skis in front of me how to go down the hill. So then I would have to wait for when my husband was available so that we could all go on the chairlift together. Right. And that's a really good point because I am not confident on skis when I've never been on a snowboard. So my husband's wonderful and he could teach Collins how to ski, but I think probably for people that aren't confident, would you suggest them getting an instructor or something to help their child start learning? Definitely. Yes. And I myself um, have been skiing with a very good family friend who has been a ski instructor um, her entire career prior to retiring. And it's been great because I don't want to learn any bad habits and then teach my children those bad habits. So like, I want to know how to do it properly so that I'm at last risk of getting hurt. Oh, that's so smart. And usually your kids are skiing with you, but so I don't know if this is the case, but when they were younger or anything, did you ever use the daycare services at the ski hill for your kids? We haven't. It's just for us, it's really expensive. So we've always just bought one day pass and traded it off and on. And then we would take turns going on runs. And um, now our kids can ski with us. My daughter, we're still, this will be her second season on the mountain. So we'll still be using her bootstraps with her. But um, my son, he skis way faster and better than me already at six. So <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up with him. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how quickly they learn and surpass us in all these things? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I have some time before my daughter's like on her own that like I can perfect this. I can get better so that I can keep up to my family and they're not leaving me behind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so next big thing, how do you decide which ski hills to actually head to? A big thing for us is finances. Downhill skiing is not a cheap sport. So there is a local ski hill close by here in Kananaskis, just at the um, start of the most easterly part of the Rocky Mountains in Canada called Nakiska. And they have an amazing family ski hill rate for a season pass. So we'll use that. And then up until the age of five, um, a lot of ski hills around here, children are free for five and under. So we'll take our kids there and go to those ski hills too. But I, I mean, if I could, I would ski at all of them because I just want to try all different terrain. I'm glad you actually brought up the financial aspect of that because that's another big thing probably is the gear. So people could look into secondhand gear or we talk about Facebook marketplace a lot or those kind of things. So that they can get gear that their kids can use for less expensive since they're especially going to grow out of it in maybe even a season, right? Absolutely. And I feel like ski gear is one of those things that isn't too abused at this age, that definitely finding secondhand gear is a lot easier. A lot of people want to try it with their kids and maybe it's something that they decide they don't like or their kids just grow really fast. Okay. That's good to know too. How do you prep for a day on the ski hill? What is the day before, night before, week before <laughs> look like in preparation? You'll love this answer. It's actually the exact same way I prep for a winter hike. So getting everything ready the night before, laying out the snowsuits, so the kids can get up and get dressed right into them, having all their layers. So they'll be wearing their base layers and then get into their snowsuits and their toques and mitts and stuff like that. They're starting to be able to do it themselves. And then it's just packing all of our gear in the night before the skis, the boots. Oh, I always pack a sled. That's something essential that I love to bring, especially with toddlers. So 
sometimes if I don't pack the night before, I might forget that. And then that sucks. <laughs> so having that, because then I can um, pull everything behind me in the sled, including a toddler, if I have to, if they're really tired. Yes, that is an unreal tip. <laughs> and probably also a really good tip for if you have kids of different ages too. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So a big part of this episode was I wanted to discuss what you're saying there, what to pack for a day on the ski hill. I was thinking I can name the items that we came up with. And by we, I mean, you came up (laughs) and you could discuss them a little bit further. So I imagine this list will be really similar no matter what winter sport you're doing. So I liked you saying that, that you prep the same way because it makes me feel a little less overwhelmed if I decide or if Collins decides she really wants to get into skiing. But the first item is the layers. So people can definitely refer back to our dressing for winter episodes and our three layer rule episode. I'll link those up in the show notes. Can you quickly talk about the layers that you pack and just like the outer layer, what's really important for skiing? Yeah, absolutely. And Collins wants to uh, give her input as well there. (laughs) Yeah. And she also wants a granola bar. (laughs) I love it. Um, Yeah. So it's actually the same things we would wear if we're going outside to play or going to bogganing or something. So you have your, we use a merino wool base layer. And then depending on the temperature outside and how much my kids will be running around, like my kids are older now, so they run hard and they sweat a lot. So I may or may not put them in a secondary fleece mid layer and then the outer layer which is a waterproof I really love one piece snowsuits with my daughter that's a little more challenging because she is potty trained so it's a little harder for her to wear one piece suit but I really love using those three layers okay awesome thank you and then mittens I know you've lost a mitten or two before can you talk about mittens I'm sure all parents have (laughs) those things go missing all of the time um I always get a a mitten versus a glove I find it keeps their hands warmer when they were babies I'd also put on a merino wool sock before putting the mitten on top um now that they're older they don't need that anymore they have more dexterity in their fingers uh, but I still put them in a mitten and I really love the mittens that come up really high on the arm to make sure that they stay on easier or I'll put the mitten on first and then their outer layer on after so that the elastic around the wrist of the outer layer helps keep the mitten on and their wrists warm. That is an insanely beneficial tip. And also really good for babies too, if you're happening, happening to take your baby to the ski hill and maybe just wearing them around down at the bottom is that a sock is really easy to just slip on their hands too. Yeah, and then I put a mitten over top of that sock. Right, yes. And, I, and that is something that families with different age children can do. Like when I... I, I would not suggest this for all families and depending on your pregnancy and pelvic floor and everything like that. Like I actually used to take Jackson to the ski hill when he was two to the bunny hill and, and chase him up and down when I was pregnant with my daughter. Not that maybe I wouldn't suggest that, but the next part where he was, he was three learning to ski on the bunny hill the following season and my daughter was an infant I would have her in the backpack and she'd be napping and then I would help him on the bunny hill this is amazing okay (laughs) so if people are eager to get out there they don't have to wait too long potentially but potentially all based (laughs) of course on their health and what their body's capable of yeah 
Okay, this one's important for all adventures or like Collins can attest to even in podcasting, snacks. Do you have any winter specific snacks or ones that you like to take to the ski hill? Um, all of our snacks are usually the same. You know, you have your cheese, your veggies, your fruit, but a big one for the ski hill is the hot chocolate, which means you need to bring the marshmallows. Yes. <laughs> for any, not just the ski hill, but any winter thing, you yeah. gotta have the hot chocolate for the gifts. <laughs> Such a great bonus. And keeps you warm. Okay, so this is the part that would be a bit more overwhelming to me. This is where it changes things up a bit. The actual gear for the actual skiing. So skis, board, boots, bindings, helmet, goggles, poles. <laughs> That's just a quick overview. Anything you can say about that? Nope, I think you've got it. Other than um, the sled that I mentioned. And then a balaclava is really nice too. Because then it goes underneath the helmet. You can find a really thin one that is safe to wear underneath the helmet. Just to keep their ears and their neck warm. And then their face, especially during the pandemic you have to keep your mouth and nose covered to go onto the gondola and the chairlifts. So balaclavas have been great for that. Okay, wonderful. And you mentioned that you had your youngest in a baby carrier at a point. So that could be something if you have a baby on the ski hill, a toque or a beanie or a winter hat, that won't be going then under the helmet. That's just for when your helmet's off and you're not actually skiing, right? Correct. Yeah. I always have a toque, even just for myself, for having my helmet head, <laughs> uh, putting a toque on for when I go into the chalet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All about the look. And then as always a positive attitude and especially because our kids are going to grasp onto our attitude so it's probably really stressful initially starting to teach your kids especially if they're overwhelmed or they're upset that they're not doing as well so i think us packing our positive attitude and being as positive <laughs> as possible is going to pay off can you talk at all about that absolutely yeah at the any point that either one of you is no longer having any fun then there's no point to the day. Like if your kid's not going to enjoy it or you're going to get really upset, then the chances are they're not going to like it or want to continue doing it. And because it's challenging, it's frustrating. And then, you know, they want to be excited and have fun with it. So you have to, you have to definitely keep it fun and short. So when you're out there learning for the first time, honestly, you could, you don't have to go to a ski hill. You could just go to a hill or a ditch or anything with a little bit of a slope in the city. Yes. We were saying that last year that we were seeing people even create some little things indoors maybe with their couch cushions and then putting their kids in the gear for them to practice that way and then setting up things in the backyard or like you said where there's a little bit of a hill so they can practice but it's not so overwhelming and such a big production and a big day yeah absolutely when they're getting out learning for the first time I would highly suggest that and because then you're making it a game you're making it fun you get to chase them or if you have a another partner or another friend who can be waiting for them you know they get to ski into their arms and everybody's just giggling having fun another tip I'll give is start your children in the house honestly put on their boots put on their skis have them walk around on the carpet and then just go outside into the snow where it's flat just let them walk and practice because it's a different like ski boots are very stiff so it doesn't have that flexibility that you would have like walking in a shoe outside and, and then the skis are of course very slippery so having them just walk on them starting indoors and then just being outside if you have a yard or in a park nearby and then just doing that even before starting on the slopes absolutely that's actually my advice for everything is try it at home first we know we've talked about that with baby wearing or with kids wearing shoes for the first time or any of those things you know when people say 
or even you wearing your hiking carrier, you know, how to get comfortable with that. So trying it at home first and making it small is a really good piece of advice. Is there anything else we missed for items that you would need to pack? No, I think, I think we're good. I think we've covered all of it. Okay. And when you were saying, keep it short, keep it fun. When do you usually on the ski hill decide to end it? Like you probably want to end on a high note, right? When they're hopefully still happy. So how many runs is that? Or is that a certain amount of time? Is every time different? Every time is different. Just like we adults have our good days and bad days. It's all very child dependent too. Like my son, we could ski until past closing and I would still have to take him off the ski hill kicking and screaming because he didn't want to leave. Whereas my daughter, if it's any colder than minus 10 degrees Celsius, like forget it. She's not even going to leave the car. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's a spring hiker. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe now that she's a bit older, she'll be three and a half turning four this winter. Maybe, maybe she'll like it. But I mean, she likes it. She's just, you know, three runs is like her. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we talked about that in another episode too, with Brittany, actually, about how you create the environment for your kids and then they can choose what they want to do within that environment. So for her, if it's three runs, that's okay. Right. Yeah. And then, like I said, too, having the days where all four of us can be at the hill or sometimes my mother-in-law will come or her friend um, who has been my instructor will come and help. And having more people just means like sometimes my mother-in-law just offers to take my daughter home and says, you know, like I've she'll, she'll usually guess the hill before us and she'll have already done her runs. And now we get there and now she's just doing some fun ones with us. And then she'll just say, hey, why don't I take Naya home? And you and Jackson just keep skiing. The village. The village. village. Yeah. Or, you know, I'll stay in the lodge with my daughter and my husband will do a couple more runs with my son and then we'll swap and then I'll go with my son. And just that way you're kind of making everybody happy. My daughter is getting her marshmallows and her hot chocolate, which is, I think the only reason she probably really, truly loves skiing. (laughs) The treats. If it works, it works. (laughs) Whereas my husband just, or sorry, my husband and my son. So probably gets it from my husband. Um, just, he just wants to be on the hill nonstop, just lap, 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 lap. And yeah. Okay. Well, Cindy, you've given so many amazing, helpful tips today probably even for people that have already been skiing for a while. Is there anything else you'd like to share for those wanting to get out with their kids for the first time to make it a little less overwhelming, a little more manageable? Go with a friend, make it a play date. My friends and I like to do that at the bunny hill and then the kids can play in the snow. Yes. And they get bored or tired. Adventure friends make everything better. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Thank you for being an expert on this topic. Compared Hardly. To- <laughs> <laughs> I, I should say if anybody wants to add anything, please post it in the comments because I'm still learning too. Yeah. Well, we're always learning, right? Next year we'll do another one of these and you'll have three more tips for us. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) All right. Okay. We'll see you next time, Cindy. Thanks so much. All right. Take care. Bye. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms.